0: welcome to episode number 35 of taking you to the top. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of Cartloop. Cartloop is the conversational marketing platform your customers will actually love. Build your most powerful marketing channel through real human connection. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below also if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests please download the taking you to the top app from our website that being said we hope you enjoy today's episode welcome to another episode of taking you to the top in this podcast rami spends time speaking with founders and ceos from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses so sit back Relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right, Andre, welcome to episode number 35 of Taking You to the Top. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Yeah, awesome having you.
0: Thank you. Um, So to get us started, if you could uh, introduce yourself, take us back from the beginning and tell us where you're from, where your journey started and how that led you to founding your company.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I embarked on the journey of e-commerce and online marketing probably about eight years ago, seven or eight years ago. Okay. And that I started my first e-commerce business selling selling mo- mobile phone cases and iPhone accessories. It was back when iPhone cases and accessories was not, not even uh, like it wasn't even that all that popular. Okay. Uh, and that that what that that was something that drawn me into this world of e-commerce and and selling products off online and and running Ads and so on uh, sure. right i mean that that was a pretty small that was a pretty small scale store, but that got me into e commerce and then a few years down the line, after many failed businesses and many <laughs> yeah I would say yeah failed businesses <laughs> uh i got into i got into building a store that I eventually sold in okay. uh, in twenty nineteen um, so overall I have, about, blah, 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 about like five, six years of e-commerce experience. Um, so okay. I was, I was with my co-founder Lisa and after, after selling the business run by run by us for, uh, for a few years, we were thinking, uh, what can we do? Like what's next? Sure. And Um, we said, you know, we, we know the ecosystem pretty well. We know how things work and why not build a, why not build a software tool? Obviously we we had many problems throughout our journey. So we knew at least five problems that we could tackle. Okay. And one of them was, uh, how do you connect with customers on a more personal level? How do you do it? Uh, Because everything up until recently, every interaction was, and pretty much it is still automated. Like if you purchase something, you would get an automated email or an automated text and that's it. Like you, you would barely, you, you would rarely have the opportunity to interact on a one, one one-to-one basis with their brand. Like it's not like, it's not like you're going to purchase something and then you're going to have someone like greet you and then say like, Hey, welcome. Like, let me know how I can help or anything like that. That's right, not like happening.
0: A, like a real store. And
1: yeah, you, uh, can you repeat? You just cut off first.
0: Yeah. I was saying, I mean, the interaction you're talking about is like the interaction you would have in a real store.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's one of the things that we aim to do is okay. how do you bring that in-store experience? How do you bring it online? Right. That's, that's a big question. And sure. that's what we are actually solving. Okay. how do you do it on a scale? like how do you do it at scale? because all right. especially now with especially now with everything that's going on recently, people are not really shopping in store all that much, so things have moved online. Sure. But with this move online it, it also comes with a lot of challenges for for merchants and both for merchants and for customers um. Like I could give you some really basic examples and you would not believe them. Like why, why people like why people decide to abandon their carts right now? Uh This is, this is the main area that we tackle. So we tackle cart abandonment. So we are probably one of the best uh, platforms for recovering abandoned carts. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we try to figure out the reason why they abandon right? So, the, so the, automated version of, the automated version of email or, or text, it, it works something like this. You abandon your cart and then you would get a series of discounts. That's the industry standard. Like you would get Correct. like 5%, 10%, 20% free shipping. And it goes, you know, it goes on and on, sure. which, which works. I mean, it works for, for quite a high number of, uh, of people. But what we do is we try to figure out why they abandon their car. And you would be, you would be amazed that only probably like 10 to 20 percent of the people abandoned because of the pricing. So how do you go about solving the problem that the other 80% of the people had? And that's that's what that's where card loop comes into play. We do we have a, we have we use we use AI and a team of live like live experts. We call them uh-huh. card loop experts that interact with the customer on a one-by-one basis. That means we ask them, hey, how I can help? Like, what is the problem that you encountered? And that's how we start a conversation. And the conversation just, you know, it can go into a ton of different directions. Like, hey, you know, like, oh, thanks for reaching out. I was actually just wondering, like, I did not want it to purchase. Okay, cool. So in that case, we're not going to go and insist and send many more emails and and SMS. We're just going to be like, okay, here's, you know, here's a link in case you, you change your mind, you can go back and purchase or. Oh, well, thanks for reaching out. I actually had a, had a technical problem and I could not uh, finalize my purchase because the credit card was declined. So what do we do in that case? We tell them like, hey, no problem. I'm here with you. I'll, I'm going to help you out. Just go out and use PayPal or anything like that. So always we, we come up with a solution. And what happens is the conversion rate is just going to skyrocket when you use something like this because you, you actually solve the, the, the problem, the underlying problem from which, you know, that, that prevented them from, from uh, purchasing. So yeah, in a nutshell, this is what we do. We, we try to figure out why they embed in their cart and then we use, we use uh, a team of experts and AI to, uh, to communicate with them on a one, one-to-one uh, uh, level. Uh, and that works amazing.
0: So your clients are the e-commerce stores and how, how do they embed your technology into their stores?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So we are, we have an available integration with Shopify and okay. other platforms are. So for, for the merchant, it, it, it takes about five minutes to get installed. You just click, you just, you just do like a quick onboarding flow and then you're, you're onto it. You're on the platform. Uh, okay. we do the, everything else. So that's, that's part of the magic we do. You don't really have to set up complicated flows. You don't have to set up some, you know, complicated processes. So the thing, works. It just works out of the box. So if you're a merchant, you just go through our onboarding process. It just, again, like three to five minutes, we, we get all the information that we need. We put it in a folder. I mean, obviously in our internal system. So we know everything about your, your store and then sure. our experts and and the AI knows exactly what to talk and, uh, and how to, how to uh, talk with every, every
0: individual. So the client is, is he getting, live support or is it the ai now handling most of the uh, customer issues so it's a mix it really
1: depends on the issue if it's something if it's something if it's something product related we haven't developed the ai to tackle that yet because it's as you can imagine you know products are from various different industries so it can be like a widget a gadget it can be like a skincare product it can be Clothing, whatnot. Right, 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 So we haven't developed that technology. At that, at that, in, in that scenario, it would be a real human that's going to interact. And they're going to they're going to look into what the what the you know issue is, what the question is, and they're going to provide an answer based on that. But if it, if it's uh, more generic questions like, hey, how long does the shipping take, or hey, can you can you send me a discount, or stuff that is more straightforward and easy to answer, that is uh, that is being handled by AI.
0: Okay. Got it. So, um, and how is the revenue model set up for this? How are you making money?
1: So it's pretty straightforward. We have a fixed cost, which is like a monthly SaaS fee plus a revenue, uh, plus a revenue percentage that that we take from everything that we generate. So that's, we we pretty much say that we're based on a performance plan. So if we do not generate anything for the merchant, uh, we're not going to take anything. So as a merchant, you have this low risk basically like risk-free plan. Okay. And yeah, that's, that's how we do it.
0: Okay. And uh, when did you launch the company?
1: So we publicly launched the product in April of this year.
0: Okay. Wow. So not so long ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. we have a few months of being public. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. And, um, What's your current team size
1: so right now, including the experts that handle the conversations, we are about twelve people
0: twelve okay and they are are they yeah. all based uh, in Romania or spread about no,
1: no we're actually uh we're actually a remote team, so we have people all over the globe okay. really like literally over all over the globe so yeah
0: that's good. And uh, if we can get into the, quickly into the economics of the company, uh, are you bootstrapped or have you raised capital?
1: Yeah, so we are bootstrapped.
0: All right. And um, if you don't mind sharing approximately how much you spent to get the company off the ground.
1: Yeah. um, So... Yeah, we had another product from which we pivoted before, but all in all, I think we spend a, a little o- under six figures. So yeah, overall,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little under six figures. And if you don't mind, I mean, when when you put in the money originally, what was the highest cost? I mean, where did that six figures go towards?
1: it mainly went towards development
0: development okay got it
1: yeah like product development yeah i'm not a I'm a technical guy <laughs> so exactly we wanted to get the best thing we wanted to get the best people on the team so we build a, a product that that's that works a world-class product if, if i would say we had we had uh we had quite a few failures before because we did not pay attention on who we're working with and who we brought to the team. And we learned from from that, that we really have to work with the best people. So we're able to create a best product out there.
0: Absolutely. Um, This next section, it's for entrepreneurs who are just starting their journey or thinking about starting their journey. Um, So if you were to launch, let's say another company today, in general, what would be the way you would get your first customers or how did you get your first customers with Carton? Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's probably the trickiest question. (laughs) Um, and I, you know, I think everyone hears this more, like more often now is that you first have to build a community. You have to build some kind of an audience before you build the product. And I, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Although a lot of times as a first time founder, you have this uh, dilemma of, okay, like I know I have to build an audience, but what, where the heck do I start with? Because it sounds exactly. like a, like a pretty incredible job or, you know, if maybe you're like a single person, to build something and people are telling you, yeah, build an audience and it is like the right thing to do, build an audience. But how do you like, how do you go about that? So I would not necessarily give this advice of starting building the audience although it's it's something that you would have to do if you have the resources but if you're if, if you're just starting out and you, you, you know you want to build something i would say just find out where your target customer is like that's the most basic thing to do like like okay who who are you targeting with your potential startup or problem find out where he is he or she is and try to try to get in touch with the with a few of of your potential ideal customers. Um, it can be, it can be, you know, like just asking feedback. Like you would, you would, you would be amazed like how open people are, even if you ask for feedback, like if you're genuine and you're not spamming people on LinkedIn, like sending some kind of bot messages or, and you're generally doing your, like your homework and you re- research people, uh, a lot of them would answer, even, the, even, the, even if they're like high, like high profile people. So right. get in touch with, with them and find out, you know, try to present, like try to figure out if the problem is real and if it is, I mean, you're really onto something. If you, if you're, if your problem is real and try to try to get your, their feedback, is this something that they would pay for? If so, just try to commit some, try to commit like, okay, like, you know, give them a deal. Like, I don't know, like a lifetime deal or anything like that, but try to get someone to say yes, that they want your product. And, this is really tricky, especially because some people hear this feedback, if you hear this advice, and they go about you know doing some kind of really shallow type of research, shallow type of feedback requests. Uh, and we had this, we had this problem before where we did this uh, and uh, we ended up building a product no one wanted. So, pretty much make sure that you, you talk to your target audience before starting to build a product. And if you have a good product. Trust me, people will want your product and they will say like, okay, like put me on the wait list, like, add me there. I want to purchase it before, before it goes live.
0: Well, here's another question that I usually want to know the answer to is how many people would you, would you consider good enough to validate your idea? Hmm. I mean, is it like yeah would it you be good with three or do you need like a hundred you know what i mean
1: look i mean as many as you can get obviously sure. if there's three people and they're your friends and they say yeah i mean i would be interested in purchasing your product or you know using your or trying your product that's not enough because that's what happened sure. to us we had like at least 20 people saying yeah you know i would i would definitely try your product uh-huh. but trying your product and, and buying your product are are actually two different things so you know if you have three people saying yeah I would try it out like that's nothing like if but on the other side if you have three people saying you know what I'll pay you five thousand bucks just to have this lifetime access I mean that's something so it really depends on the quality of the of the answer but yeah I, I would go you know like target at least 10 people to commit somehow like at least even if it's not monetary commitment but somehow to give their verbal, to to get their verbal commitment.
0: Right. Okay, understood. And what would you say was the go to marketing channel to make that first step? was it LinkedIn? Which one was the the best for you?
1: In our case, it was all about building relationships with the people that we thought that would be a good fit for our product. Right. uh we had a kind of a we, we had an opposite of being salesy approach we had a, the the approach of just trying to provide value in different kind of communities sure I mean some of them were on LinkedIn some of them were Reddit some of them were on Facebook but that, we never had like a like a specific like okay we're just gonna go on LinkedIn and you know message a thousand people hopefully getting a few answers right we we specifically watched who like you know who is our potential customer and we try to provide some kind of a value before like trying to sell them uh, and, and this this worked. that's how we got our first customers like by prov- providing some kind of value and then and then you know presenting them with the solution
0: okay got it so andre if you don't mind uh let's wrap up with the famous five yeah absolutely all right number one what's your favorite business book
1: okay business book so hmm. Hmm. honestly, I haven't read a genuine business book
0: in a while. Um, kind of, well, I it can, could be any book you that provided you with some kind of value.
1: Yeah, I would for anyone who's listening, I would suggest reading breathe. It's not a business book, Mm -hmm. but is a business, it it is a book for any entrepreneur and any high performer, high performer out there. Because in, in this space we're like, there's a lot of anxiety going on. And one simple thing to do is just breathe better. Uh, do that. You you can solve a lot of problems. So yeah, I, I would go with breathe. I think the author is James Nestor.
0: All right. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Not necessarily. Although, I mean, I think at this point in the space is, you know, is watching and following and, but I'm not actually, you know, following what he, it's what he posts on Twitter.
0: Okay. Number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Well, Webflow is a pretty good one. We use Webflow and it it helps us uh, streamline our uh, blog content website.
0: Okay. Number four, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would that be? Hmm. Or what did you wish you knew when you were 20?
1: Well, don't be afraid to think big or think bigger.
0: OK. And finally, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Well, I usually get about seven, but I aim for eight.
0: OK, average seven. Yeah. All right, Andre, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. And I hope that in a year's time, we could have a follow-up call to see where Cart Loop has grown.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: My pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.